0: America isn't easy. America is advanced citizenship. You've got to want it bad, because it's going to put up a fight. It's going to say, you want free speech? Let's see you acknowledge a man whose words make your blood boil, who's standing center stage and advocating at the top of his lungs that which you would spend a lifetime opposing at the top of yours.
1: everybody, my name's Ed Hoffman and welcome to the main event! I gotta gotta get used to this new music, apparently uh, no more sticks. Gotta figure out something with the licensing companies before I can uh, go forward with any of that stuff. I gotta get my new disco music and uh, my new excitement on opening my show. But uh, welcome to the main event, everybody! Hey, we opened up with that... uh, that clip from the american president because you know what i just like it you know and i like the uh i like the fight i like the fight of what's going on i like uh two weeks into the trump administration i like it i see stuff happening makes me happy makes me happy gives me hope for change not to be confused with hope and change what we had with uh with barack obama we're hoping for change because uh this country's on the wrong track but we're getting back we're getting it turned around Turned around and I'm uh, I'm happy, I'm happy. I like what I see, I like what I see from the Trump administration. I like that I like he's making decisions that he knows and we know need to happen. And I like seeing the uh, the whiny crybaby Democrats being whiny crybabies, and they no matter what happens they whine and cry and complain. And I'm going to go into more specific detail about that but first let me introduce myself my name is Ed Hoffman president of wholesale capital corporation your local direct mortgage lender we're based right here in the inland empire offices all over southern california if you're interested in, if you're interested in getting involved and into the fantastic opportunities that are real estate you need financing call me toll free at 855 640 2020 that's 855 640 2020 one last time day or night Toll-free, area code 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch with me right away, but if you want to get in touch with me but you don't want to talk on the phone, go to WCCLoans.com and you'll uh, get all kinds of mortgage information there. You want to apply for a loan or get some information right away, go to Loan Center tab, click on Apply Now, and if uh, get, me, uh, get me the information. Give me as much information as you want. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from me or one of my teammates. And uh, we will contact you in any form of, Communication that you that you deem uh, proper cell phone, home phone, work phone, text, emails, whatever you want. We'll take care of it. If you want to email me first, you can get me at WC ed Hoffman at wccloans.com. Um uh, and then uh, if you wanna if you hear want to hear any part of this uh part of this uh show replayed you can hear the uh you can go to edhoffman.net, click on the podcast page listen to it on demand anytime you can also get the main event podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes I hope you'll join me for the first WCC charities gala and auction on the 25th of this month it's gonna be at the Victoria Club in Riverside. We're raising money for some great Wounded Veterans causes. It's gonna be a fun night. We'll have some entertainment and uh, auction, and it's a, a red tie event. Uh, red, because red stands for Remembering Everyone Deployed. It's gonna be a great charity night. If you're interested, uh, go to or call my assistant, Shelly, 855 640 2020. Tell him you'd like to tell her you'd like to purchase tickets. I'd love to meet some of you there, and I'd love to get some of your money donated for our our great charity. Uh, this time we're uh, we're actually donating money uh, in conjunction with the Gary Sinise Foundation to uh, uh, finish off a, a smart home being built for a, a triple amputee down in San Diego. To get more information, go to wcccharities.org. Or just call Shelly at 855-640-2020. Um, be sure to connect with the show on social media. Follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long. And like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash the main event Ed Hoffman. <clears throat> so let's talk about what's going on this week immigration executive order just like he promised throughout the campaign president trump is putting america first by placing a 120 day moratorium on travel from a small number of countries where terrorists have been known to emerge from well that seems common sense to me we've heard the liberals all saying all week this is a muslim ban but let's read the actual executive what the actual executive order order says the order is called protecting the nation from foreign terrorist entry into the united states that seems that seems reasonable here's the first sentence of the order for 120 days the order bars the entry of any refugee who is awaiting resettlement in the united states it also prohibits all syrian refugees from entering the u.s until further notice additionally it bans citizens from seven majority muslim countries iraq iran syria somalia sudan libya and yemen from entering the u.s uh, on a, any visa category some people are arguing, but heck, how can we not put Pakistan and Saudi Arabia? Because Pakistan and Saudi Arabia actually give us information. They actually keep track of their people, and they give us information so we can vet, so we can vet those people. You probably heard from the hysteria that green card holders who are permanent U.S. residents will be banned from reentry into the country if they leave to go back to their home country to visit family. That is not true. The Trump administration simply said that green card holders. From those seven countries who are in the U.S. will have to meet with a consular officer before leaving the U.S. Is that really such a bad thing? I don't know. Seems like uh, you know it's like if if there were terrorists in this world and they were all uh, you know stocky, uh, going gray, long-haired hippie types like myself, I would I would not complain about having to go through all this stuff because I'd understand everybody's concern just the same way as. I understand that after the mortgage meltdown, that for a long time, people are questioning questioning everything that gets done in the mortgage business. Hey, there's a lot of bad seeds out there. I'm not one of them, and, but there was a lot of bad seeds in, in my industry, so I understood. So if you are uh, from Iraq or Iran or Somalia or Syria or one of those other countries, or you know, you'd have to you have to just understand your your countries are sending over a bunch of uh, uh whack jobs over here, and they're killing people, and we need to protect ourselves. Apparently, uh, that's a problem for certain people in the Democratic Party. If you ask Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer, it is so bad that it's worth crying over. You might have heard this earlier this week, but here's one more time if you can stomach it.
0: This executive order was mean-spirited and un-American. It was implemented in a way that created chaos and confusion across the country, and it will only serve to embolden and inspire those around the globe who will do us harm. It must be reversed immediately.
1: Oh, boo sound so mean did you hear me read it did it bring you guys any of you to tears give me a break you know, it must be reversed immediately <laughs> now remember Donald Trump and Chuck Schumer have known each other for decades because you know he's a Chuck Schumer's a senator in New York and Donald Trump's a big businessman in New York they've known each other for decades so I think we should believe the president when he says this
2: I noticed uh, Chuck Schumer yesterday with fake tears I'm going to ask him who is his acting coach, because uh, I know him very well. I don't see him as a crier. If he is, he's a different man. There's about a 5% chance that it was real, but I think they were fake tears.
1: Yeah, give me a break. You know what? Uh, people do, you know, hey, the cameras are on. Okay. Duh-ah! Boo-hoo. Let's remember that Trump is not the first president to impose a ban on the entry into the United States from Muslim countries. Guess who's the first? Uh, let me think. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter back in uh, 1979-ish uh, banned, banned uh, people coming in from Iran because they were holding our hostages. Wait a minute. Iran's a bad guy? We just did some special deal with Iran. They've never been a bad guy before except for since the beginning of time. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Barack Obama added, added Libya, Yemen, Somalia to the list of countries of concern in February of last year. So less than a year ago. No, one year ago, because this is February now. I forgot. So uh, he added uh, Libya, Yemen, Somalia to the list of countries of concern in February 2016. Placed restrictions on the visa waiver program travel for those who, who had visited the countries from after March 2011. So let's see. We get... Uh, we get hit by the by four planes from uh Muslim extremist terrorist idiots, oh I guess uh maybe they're not idiots, maybe they were smart enough to do it um but we get but bad guys part of the evil empire um evil doers over there so uh and they crash in two months later to, then uh Barack Obama says anybody who who's visited those countries after March of two thousand eleven so Probably for two months it was hard to hard to fly over there. So, if you visited those countries after that, uh, you don't get to uh, have any special special. You don't get to go into the pre-check line at the airport. Let's just say that you don't get to go through the uh, sky priority. You go through the go through the the body cavity search and the full body scan when you go in. So now listen as Trump senior advisor Stephen Miller reminds us uh, what else Obama
0: did. This is an authority that has been used repeatedly in the past. President Obama suspended the Iraqi refugee program for six full months after two Iraqi refugees were implicated in an al-Qaeda plot in Bowling Green, Kentucky.
1: The moral of the story is, whatever Obama does good, whatever Trump does bad. And that's coming out of every, uh, every leader of the Democratic Party there. And then as Trump's other aides remind us, there are only seven Muslim-majority countries in the entire world that are affected by this. Here's Kellyanne Conway.
3: These seven countries, what about the 46 majority Muslim countries that are not included? Right there, it totally undercuts this, this nonsense that this is a Muslim ban.
1: And why are we so concerned with denying pieces of our uh, United States rights, our constitutional rights, to people that are in other countries? They don't have the same rights that we have. Well, you know what? You have the right to do it. Th- no, you don't. We have the right. People want to come here and become U.S. citizens, then they get the right. You don't have, we don't, we don't extend those rights to everybody else in the world because everybody else in the world is not American. America first, folks. Come on, start thinking. Okay, so uh, more campaign promises were fulfilled this week as Trump nominated someone to fill the justice Scalia, fill Justice Scalia's seat on the Supreme Court. Trump nomi- nominated Judge Neil Gorsuch, a forty nine year old federal appellate uh, judge from Colorado. Let's listen
0: to him for a minute. Standing here in a house of history and acutely aware of my own imperfections, I pledge that if I am confirmed, I will do all my powers permit to be a faithful servant of the Constitution and laws of this great country. The men and women I've worked with at every level in our circuit are an inspiration to me. I've watched them fearlessly tending to the rule of law, enforcing the promises of our Constitution and living out daily their judicial oaths to administer justice equally to rich and poor alike. Practicing in the trial work trenches of the law, I saw, too, that when we judges don our robes, it doesn't make us any smarter. But it does serve as a reminder of what's expected of us. Impartiality and independence. Collegiality and courage.
1: You know what What I noticed from that, and if you've seen the the video, this guy is a... uh, uh a young guy he's got gray hair but he's 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 young he's only 40 he's only 49 i think uh and i being 55 makes me old and him young or makes maybe it makes me young and him younger um for, depending on who's listening um but he <clears throat> he talks normal he talks like a regular guy not like a judge not like a not like some of the stiffs that we have on there already I like him already, but you know, even even CNN hard, had a hard time finding anything bad to say about Gorsuch. Listen to Wolf Blitzer, and you know what? I never know I never mentioned this, but I ran into Wolf Blitzer in Washington D.C. I didn't get a picture with him because I don't like him typically. And uh, I walked. I walked into a hotel. We were walking home from back walking back to our hotel from uh, from dinner one night, and I walked into a hotel that we were taking a shortcut through. And said, "Hey, Wolf Blitzer." He goes, "Hey, how are you?" I said, "I'm great. How are you? Great." Did I want to? Did I want to shake his hand? No. Did I want to? Uh, did I want to get a picture with him? No. But I did see him, and he did talk to me. So here's Wolf Blitzer. So just because of that, I'm going to let him be on my show. So here's uh Wolf Blitzer and Dana Bash on CNN.
0: Uh, Dana, I think you got to admit they did a pretty impressive job rolling out this nomination. This is how it's supposed to be done.
4: <laughs> I mean, this is done to the T. Uh, actually, even more so than we've seen in the past. But more importantly uh, than the way it's done, it's what is done. You know, a lot of times during the campaign, we would ask why on earth would conservatives, you know, really hardcore conservatives back somebody like Donald Trump and work so hard for him? This is why, because that is not the person Hillary Clinton, if she were president, would be putting on the bench, not even close.
1: What? What am I hearing? Is this Dana Bash and Wolf Blitzer talking positive about something Trump did. Is there a turnaround going on? Is CNN's uh, ratings that that in trouble? Are they that low that they're saying, "Hey, it's time to start talking some common sense on CNN"? Ah, uh, I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. I can't. I can't fathom CNN. You can't. I can't. You know, CNN is saying, hey, this is how you roll it out. This is the kind of guys. This is not the one that Hillary Clinton would have rolled out. You know it's a good choice when even CNN can't find anything bad to say. Gorsuch has only made a few opinions from the bench that liberals might find controversial cases, including employers' rights for denying coverage for contraception, like Hobby Lobby case, and decisions that oppose the right to die laws for terminally ill people. But when Major- House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi, who needs to retire, was asked, asked about him, she managed to create an image of supervillain judge who wants to strip everyone uh, of basic human rights. Listen to this.
3: The president, in his first appointment to the court, court, and hopefully his only appointment to the court, has appointed someone who has come down on the side of corporate America versus class action suits uh, on securities fraud. He's come down against employers, employees' rights. Uh, clean air, clean water, food safety, safety and medicine and the rest, if you care about that for your children, he's not your guy. Comes down on the side of felons over gun safety. Hostile to women's reproductive rights, Hobby Lobby case, for example. The list goes on and on. So it's, it's a very uh, hostile appointment. Hail fellow, well met, lovely family, I'm sure. But as far as your family is concerned, and all of the uh, uh, if you breathe air, drink water, eat food, take medicine, or in any other way interact uh, with the courts, this is a very bad decision.
1: If you eat food, drink water, take medicine, or other other ways that you interact with the courts, I didn't realize that we had to interact with the courts to eat food, drink water, breathe air, take medicine. She's an idiot she's an idiot and i hope you guys see see through that. Uh you know let's talk let's let's remind you about the hobby lobby case because idiot democrats think this was a women's rights uh women's rights case and what it was was a religious liberties case. Hobby Lobby Hobby Lobby's a catholic organization and uh they they did not want to have to provide um health insurance that provided for abortion or contraception uh in their in the policy because Catholics don't believe in contraception, hey they believe hey, if you get pregnant, you have the baby and uh and and that's what they believe, and they say hey, we don't want to have to uh provide insurance for our for our employees that includes this and in the old days before Obamacare, you could buy there was a whole bunch of different kind of policies you could buy and and the free market would would be the uh, the guide as to you know hey the reason that the reason that employers buy health insurance for employees is because it helps you keep good employees okay think like think like a rich person think like a business owner okay if i want if i want my people that work for me to stay and to work hard and do a good job i need to provide them health insurance and whatever else that my competition is doing because it's important for them to uh Uh, not quit when it's just a bad day. Oh, I had a bad day. I'm quitting. No, I need my insurance. And you know, this is, I get paid, I get paid. Plus I get insurance. Plus I get this, plus I get that. And there's a a variety of uh, benefit package that you get when you work for a particular company. If that company doesn't provide that, you go work for a different company. Okay. So the company could decide based on what they wanted to provide for their employees and, the, and knowing full well that if they, if they go, uh, if they, if they save money, they may not get the same employee loyal, loyalty that they would otherwise. So, and there's, and there's a variety of different products. There's what are called uh catastrophic health insurance plans where you could actually buy insurance that doesn't cover your doctor visits and doesn't cover your prescriptions. It only covers, catastrophic so if you uh, get a major illness and you have to go in the hospital or if you get in an accident have to go in the hospital but you know the normal day-to-day stuff you pay you pay on your own so the likelihood that you're going to use that is less likely than one that covers uh, every time that you get the sniffles and want to go into the doctor so they can give you some uh, erythromycin um so <clears throat> so from that standpoint Hobby Lobby said, hey, you know, if we have to, if we have, if this is the only thing we're, we're going to protest because this, this violates our religious liberties. I can tell you that um, idiot Democrats sold this thing to, to the, to each other that this was about women's rights. Oh, Republicans don't care about women's rights. And you know how I know? Because my sister, my sister voted for Obama in 2012. And I said, what, how are you going to vote? She goes, I'm going to vote Democrat. And I go, why? She goes, because your guys doesn't want women to have any rights and I'm going what are you talking about and she ta- and she's talking about the hobby lobby case so such is life that's uh that's how it is so wake up folks don't listen to don't listen to uh to uh pelosi and all these idiots in the in the democratic party say oh this is such a bad this is such a bad nomination because this guy doesn't want you to drink water or eat food or breathe air or get, eat, take medicine he's going to he's going to violate your 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 rights as a human being that's wrong okay <clears throat> so let's talk about cabinet uh, uh, confirmations uh we've been talking about uh, Trump's supreme court appointment but remember 2 weeks into this presidency Trump has only seen seen 5 or 6 of his 21 cabinet nominees approved Two weeks into his presidency, Barack Obama had 10 of his cabinet appointments approved and seven of them on day one Um, because the Republicans didn't try to block Obama's appointees every step of the way. So no wonder Trump tweeted this on Tuesday. He tweeted, when will the Democrats give us attorney general and the rest of the cabinet? They should be ashamed of themselves. No wonder DC doesn't work. I agree. These guys are, these guys are, they don't understand. They don't understand that they work for us. They work for us. They get, you know, senators get about one hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars a year, I believe, and their job is to uh, support, to uh, represent us, just like our uh, House of Representatives. They get a little bit less. Um, go in and and vote on things that they have to vote on and represent us. House Democrats seem to think hiding hiding will fix it. So to date, the only cabinet nominees who have been actually confirmed. Are, uh, James Mattis, Secretary of Defense, on the uh, day the January twentieth—that's the day of the, uh, the, the inauguration—and John Kelly, Secretary of Homeland Security, on January twentieth. Uh, Nikki Haley, U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, on January twenty fourth, who you saw make her first uh, her first uh, speech on Friday. Elaine Chao, Secretary of Transportation, on uh, January thirty first. Uh, Rex Tillerson, Secretary of State, on February first. Mike Pompeo uh, CIA director I don't know what day he was uh, he was confirmed but uh, he was he was confirmed we're still waiting on the Senate Democrats to confirm Ben Carson as the HUD secretary Betsy DeVos secretary of education Ben Carson they want to say doesn't have any experience to to understand what HUD does the uh, sec- the Department of Housing and Urban Development and uh, of course they want to make sure he's not we're work- looking out for uh, Donald Trump uh, Betsy DeVos secretary of education they don't like her because she's a pro Charter schools. She's pro uh, vouchers. And I'm basically saying, hey, uh, you know, if you're going to teach the kids, teach them. And uh, if you don't, if you're not doing a good job being a teacher, you don't get to keep your job for the rest of your life. Wilbur Ross, Secretary of Commerce. Rick Perry, Secretary of Energy. And I'm trying to think of uh, Donald Trump said something about making a decision on something this week. And he said he wanted to wait until. Uh, Till Rick Perry was confirmed, so he have his Secretary of Energy to to uh, run, run interference on that one. Tom Price, uh, the Georgia uh, Congressman, Secretary of Health and Human Services. Steve Mnuchin, Secretary of uh, the Treasury. And Scott Pruitt, the head of the EPA. And, of course, Jeff Sessions, uh, Attorney General. So uh, those guys are still waiting to be uh, confirmed. I'm recording on Friday morning, so hopefully uh, some of those guys get ticked off the list before you hear this. But uh, I uh, don't put much hope in it. This week, all 10 of the Democrats on the Senate Finance Committee boycotted the meetings. The Senate Finance Committee is uh, 14, 14, uh, 14 senators. This week, all 10 of them uh, boycotted the meetings to vote on Scott Pruitt, Steve Mnuchin, and Tom Price. So I'm really not sure why the Senate Finance Committee is there to, uh, is there to vote on the head of the EPA and the Secretary of, uh, of uh, Treasury in uh, Health and Human Services. I'm not sure where the, where the connection is. But uh, we're out of time for part, for part one of the main event. Stay tuned for five minutes of commercials, traffic, and weather, and I'll be right back with part two. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event here on AM590, president of wholesale capital and the founder of WCC Charities. I'd like to invite you to the first WCC Charities Gala and Auction this February 25th at the beautiful Victoria Club in Riverside, where we'll be raising money for wounded veterans causes that so many of us are passionate about. It's going to be a magical night out for a great cause. This is a red tie event because red stands for Remembering Everyone Deployed. Visit the events page at wcccharities.org for more information or call my assistant Shelly at 855-640-2020 to order tickets. That's 855-640-2020. Hope to see you there. Welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman. President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender. Just for a minute, we'll talk about uh, what's happening in in mortgages since... uh for some of you wonder what's going on, the interest rates have gone up significantly since uh, since Donald Trump got elected. And uh, I'm not going to talk specific interest rates, but they've gone up a bit. If you missed the bottom of the market and didn't get a chance to refinance your house, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. 855-640-2020. If you, are, uh, if you, if you were thinking about buying a house and you said, eh... I think I can wait till after the holidays and you missed the bottom of the market. You know, before they go up any higher, call me toll free at 640 2020. And I'll dial you into what you now qualify for. And we'll hook you up with a realtor. If you don't already have one, if you have one, use your realtor. I don't sell houses. I do financing. Um, if you're thinking about, if you're over 62 and you're thinking about one of them reverse mortgage things, I don't know how they work, but that heard they're not good. Uh, but my friend got one. He seems to be happy, but I heard they're not good. Call me toll free at eight five five six four zero twenty twenty, 640 2020 And I will fill you in on the details. Reverse mortgage, quite frankly, for most of you seniors is a great thing. If you've got equity in your house, um, there's really, there's really not any downside to it. And in most cases I can cover all your costs, uh, on that and do them for free, but call me toll free at eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. 640 2020 and I'll dial you in in a most common-sense way and dial it in and make sure that you understand how it works for you and you can make a decision on what's best for you. Not what's best for me or anybody else, but I'll dial you in and uh, answer all your questions. So we've been talking about the, uh, the, again, 855-640-2020. So we've been talking about the uh, uh, 10 Democrats on the Senate Finance Committee. We've talking about uh, that they disappeared. They're not coming in to vote. reminds me of a reminds me what happened with uh, Scott uh, Scott uh, Walker in the governor of Wisconsin when all the Democrats crossed over from Wisconsin went to uh, Indiana or Illinois. They crossed over and and just we're not coming back into the state because they're going to make us vote. And everybody protested and finally uh, they passed something so they could vote without them. And now, uh, which is basically what the Republicans are doing now to confirm these confirm these. Uh, Uh, these uh, nominees is they're, they're changing the rule to where you don't have to have any bipartisan. You don't have to have anybody from the other, other party. You just need 51 senators and we have 52 or 53 uh, Republicans. So, you know, Hey, you know what, run and hide guys. Maybe we can figure a way to fire, fire your butts and uh, get you, get you out of office for taking our federal, federal tax dollars and, uh, and then running and hiding. I know if you worked for me and you just decided not to come to work for a couple of weeks so you wouldn't have to do your job, you're fired. I think that's how Trump works, too, so I like that. Um, so we were talking about the, uh, the that happening. Senator Orrin Hatch, chairman of the Finance Committee, called the Democrats' boycott the most pathetic thing. Here's what, here's, uh, what else he said. This is great.
2: I'm really disappointed that my, my friends on the other side our Democrats on the other side are deliberately boycotting this uh, markup why that's an important thing for them I'll never understand because these two nominees are going to go through regardless and they didn't lay a glove on them during the, as far as I was concerned, during the hearings they had a chance to ask every question that they wanted to ask they uh, they were treated fairly uh, which I always intend to do. I can't understand why senators who know that we're going to have these two people go through can't uh, can't support the committee in, in, in a markup of these two people. I don't remember us treating their, their uh, nominees this way.
1: No, it's a bunch of whiny crybabies. I'm taking my ball and going, I'm not going to play with you no more. I don't want to play with you. You're not being nice to me. And if and if you n- heard what uh, Orrin Hatch said, you know what? They had hearings, so they have a they have a a Senate hearing with all these nominees, and they get to ask them anything they want to, so they can embarrass them and and try to make them look like they're incompetent. And these guys got a chance to do that, but they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't trip them up on anything. And they know that the Republicans have the ability to just vote them in. But they're not coming to vote. We're boycotting. Bunch of whiny crybabies. Anyway, I don't know. How How come I'm so mean to the Democrats? I don't know. Maybe because I work so hard every day, and I pay so much in taxes, and this is where my money goes. I know you guys feel the same. So, there have been some number of foreign pol- policy developments this week, and President Trump has upheld the America First promise on all of them. It started last Sunday when we learned that Iran did a test launch of a ballistic missile. A major breach of the UN Security Council resolution... Wait, didn't we just give them uh, like a uh, a billion and a half or um, 100, 150 billion or something? Some ridiculous amount of amount of money. We signed a... We signed a big treaty with Iran, and everything's going to be honky dory. We had a kumbaya moment, had a big group hug, and with John Kerry and all the ayatollahs over there, while the people out out in uh, Iran are saying "death to America, death to America," and burning American flags and pictures of uh, of uh, Obama, I think at the time. Um, and we were, ha- and we had that had that big kumbaya moment. So I don't know. And now, uh, and now they're and they say, "Hey, we're." St- we settled. We kept them from getting a, a nuclear weapon without even firing a shot. Yeah, it doesn't look like that. Now they're testing, they're testing ballistic missiles, and we know that they're uh, that they're um, they're uh, enriching uh, uranium there, which is what they need for a nuclear bomb. So I don't know. I don't think this uh, whole Obama John Kerry thing is working out the way they thought it was. On Wednesday, Trump sent out the, sent out the national security adviser Michael Flynn to make. One thing clear, President Barack Obama might put up with that, but President Donald Trump will not.
0: Today, we are officially putting Iran on notice. The Obama administration failed to respond adequately to Tehran's malign actions, including weapons transfers, support for terrorism, and other violations of international norms. The Trump administration condemns such actions by Iran that undermine security, prosperity, and stability throughout and beyond the Middle East. And place which places American lives at risk.
1: Well, I don't know what exactly that means putting them on notice, but uh it sounds pretty bad. Sounds pretty bad like saying, Hey, don't mess with us. I would think I would be worried about uh I would be worried about Israel. They're uh, Iran's testing ballistic missiles and we know they're creating they're they're fixing their uh creating nuclear bombs. I would expect that uh Israel has a bomb a lot closer than we do. Then Trump had his first phone call with Australian Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull on Wednesday, when he learned for the first time that Obama had agreed that the United States would take 1,250 refugees from Iran, Iraq, Sudan, and Somalia off Australia's hands. Why? I don't know when exactly he agreed to this, but uh, why would we take? Why would we take 1,250 people? Hey, the, Australia took all these people. We're going to take 1,250 of them off of Australia. Wait, if they got from Syria and Somalia and all those countries over to Australia, and if you look at a globe that's not very close country, why are we taking them from there? They're already in a safe country now. Then, And the media is focusing on two parts of this story. First, that Trump told Turnbull he doesn't appreciate Australia trying to export people to us when one of them could be the the next Boston bomber. And then also this tweet, Donald Trump put... Do you believe it? The Obama administration agreed to take thousands of illegal immigrants from Australia. Why? I will study this dumb deal. So, a lot of people are talking about that and uh, that, and as well as the, the the last minute thing that Obama and the Department of HUD did to lower people's mortgage insurance. And and on inauguration day, they put a stop to it and just say, hey, wait, 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 wait! All this last minute stuff that Obama's doing, we're gonna put a stop to it. And then we 're going to reevaluate and see see for sure because we don 't know if anybody in the Obama administration has a brain uh, all all uh, evidence is to the contrary, but Sean Spicer clarified uh, that Trump never said he, we wouldn 't take refugees here's here he is in the press briefing on Thursday
4: the president is unbelievably disappointed in the previous administration 's deal that was made and and how poorly it was crafted and the threat to national security put the united states on he has tremendous respect for the prime minister and for the australian people and has agreed to continue to review that uh, deal and to ensure that as part of the deal which was always part of it that we would go through a very very extreme vetting process
1: and of course people are talking about his uh his his phone call with the australian prime minister that uh, he hung up on him, and uh, the Australian Prime Minister came out and said uh, it did not end that way. Not, nothing to the nothing to the effect. Both these in it, both of the, these incidents come on the heels of the media freakout over Trump's phone call with the Mexican President Enrique Pena Pena Nieto last week, where he reportedly told Nieto, "You have some pretty tough hombres in Mexico, and and you may need to help. You may need help with. We are willing to help with that big league, but they've got it. But they have to be knocked out." and you have not done a good job knocking them out. At the National Prayer Breakfast on Thursday, Trump assured the American people that we don't need to worry about these calls, that he has it covered.
0: The world is in trouble, but we're going to straighten it out, okay? That's what I do. I fix things. We're going to straighten it out. Believe me, when you hear about the tough phone calls I'm having, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. They're tough. We have to be tough. It's time we're going to be a little tough, folks. We're taken advantage of by every nation in the world virtually. It's not going to happen anymore.
1: Yeah, just uh, don't worry about it. Forget about it, you know? Australia, forget about it. Mexico, forget about it. Russia, forget about it. Cadillac is nicer than... uh, Chevy's nicer than a Cadillac. Forget about it. (coughs) So anyway, that's... uh, Total total New Yorkness of uh, Donald Trump. Forget about it. So uh, um, the Navy Seal. Then the, then the, we had a Navy Seal attack last Sunday, which resulted in killing of fourteen Al Qaeda and Arabian Peni- of the Al Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula militants. Don't know if that's the same as the original Al Qaeda, but they changed their name when ISIS came into came into play. So we we killed fourteen of their guys and uh, plus close to twenty civilian deaths, including an eight year old daughter of Anwar Al Alaki. Uh this is this is because likely because women and children were being used as human shields during the attack. Our only casualty, the first military casualty of Trump admit of presidency, was US SEAL US Navy SEAL uh William Ryan Owens. And uh what happened? We sent we sent in a we sent in a uh uh a team to do a raid and one of our guys died what happened? The president and Ivanka met with uh, the Owens family on Wednesday and thanked them for his service to our country. Media is reporting that Trump ordered the raid without proper preparation because the media hates anything that the Republicans do, especially Trump. Uh, Other military sources are saying there's always going to be a risk of things going south in these operations. It was interesting to hear that the uh, at a press conference, Sean Spicer was asked about: Is it true that uh, he went in without preparation, and did he did he uh, confer with the with the previous administration? Here's what Sean
4: Spicer said. Actually, I, I'd like to just walk through that. I appreciate you bringing this up. There is some. The, let, let's go through the TikTok on that raid. On November 7th, CENTCOM submitted the plan to DOD. Clearly, that was under the last administration. Uh, legal teams were involved immediately uh, when it was submitted to DOD. On December 19th, the plan was approved by the Department of Defense and recommended that it be moved ahead. It was sent then to the National Security Council staff here in the White House. Again, it all, this all happened under the previous administration. On January 6th, there was an interagency deputies meeting. The deputies recommended at that time that they go ahead. It was so easily approved, it was sent straight up. Uh, the conclusion to hold, was at that time to hold for a, what they called a moonless night, um, which by calendar wouldn't occur until then-President-elect then Trump was President Trump. Uh, on January 24th, shortly after taking office, uh, Secretary of uh, Defense, then Mattis, uh, read the memo, resent it back up to the White House conveying his support. On the 25th of January, the President was briefed by General Flynn on Secretary Mattis's recommendation and the status of the operation or potential operation. The President asked to see Secretary Mattis and Joint, uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff Dunford, Uh, He then, uh, on that evening, had a dinner meeting, uh, which included the president, the vice president, General uh, Secretary Mattis, Chairman Dumford, Chief of Staff Priebus, Jared Kushner, Chief Strategist Bannon, uh, General Kellogg, General Flynn, and CIA Director Pompeo, uh, where the operation was laid out in great extent. Uh, The indication at that time was to go ahead on Friday. Uh, the 26th in the morning, the deputies committee met again. It was not a necessary step because they had previously recommended and also reaffirmed their support for that. On January 26th, the president signed the memo uh, authorizing the action. So it was a very, not only was it a very, very thought-out process by this administration, it had started back on November 7th in terms of, uh, clearly well before that, but it was a move forward by CENTCOM on November 7th. This was a very, very well-thought-out and executed uh, effort
1: it sounds to me like uh it was a very very well thought out and executed effort sounds like uh you know what Trump doesn't have any foreign policy uh experience trump doesn't have this doesn't have that you know what he uh he has a lot of guys with that experience around him, and he brought him in and talked to everybody sounds like uh didn't take didn't take uh three months to make a decision sounds like uh, he got inaugurated and and uh approved it six days later. And uh he involved everybody who needed to that knew more about it than he did, and to me that's how you run a country. That's how you do it folks It's not that not that difficult. You don't have to know everything. you just have to know who knows everything. Say you know what, like I told you a million times when uh well, maybe not a million times, but at least three or four uh you know what george George W. Bush said the first thing you got to know when you're being president is what you don't know. And you got to surround yourself with people that do know, and you got to listen to them. And I think that's exactly what Trump is doing. I think he's uh, assembled a cabinet of, of uh, very capable people, and uh, I think he's doing a great job. It's, it's, it's exciting to see uh, someone who actually understands that they made campaign pro- uh, promises, and their job is to keep those. It's exciting. You know what's more exciting is to hear them talk about uh, the the uh, rollback of Dodd Frank, which was uh, all over the all over the news Thursday and Friday, that they're talking about backing off Dodd Frank, and Dodd Frank is uh, well, you know, if you've tried to get a loan in the last, mm, well, Dodd Frank was was passed in 2010, but it wasn't fully implemented, fully fully implemented till probably um, October of 2000. 15 so it took five years to figure out how to how to do this and they're still scratching their head okay how do we interpret this law how are we going to make this work where's the problem here's the unintended consequences of this and unintended consequences of that for those of you that remember we had a meltdown in the in the economy with the with the uh with the um uh, the the mortgage meltdown and it was caused by subprime loans it was caused by subprime loans that nobody really wanted to do except for Fannie Mae and uh, the friends of Fannie Mae and uh, wall street ran with it. Uh, so the mortgage, the mortgage, the mortgage companies were told by uh, Fannie and Freddie that if they don't sell their 37% of their portfolio into these subprime products, that, um they could not sell loans to fannie and freddie and if uh fannie and freddie fannie being the federal national mortgage association freddie being the federal home loan, home loan mortgage corporation if if you don't have the ability to sell loans to those secondary market uh, buyers fannie and freddie fannie mae and freddie mac you're out of the business so bankers want to make loans that they know are going to pay back and um they were pushed by the government, and at the time, the government was the the, Senate, the head of the Senate Banking Committee was Christopher Dodd, and uh, who was good friends with uh, Angelo Mozilla, the head of uh, Countrywide, and the head of uh, head of the House Financial Services Committee was Barney Frank, who was a uh, openly gay homosexual uh, Congressperson, and uh, he was having a uh, having an ongoing homosexual relationship with the, one of the head guys at Fannie Mae which if he was a republican would have been considered conflict of interest but since he's a democrat and the republicans are too busy working to be uh nitpicking over this stuff they didn't they didn't bring it to, they didn't bring it up but they uh, decided to create these uh these these loans called subprime which for those of you that are that don't remember these were stated income stated asset uh, sometimes you didn't have to state any assets or state. You just, Hey, you know what? Let's, let's make a loan that we can lie on. We did not have to say, well, the call them no ratio loans where you don't even put in an income, you just say, here's where I work and here's uh here's my down payment or my lack of down payment. And we gave loans to people that couldn't qualify. We gave loans to people that didn't qualify and, uh, and not because anybody wanted to, but because we were forced to and uh, they forced the the mortgage industry and a lot of people made a lot of money on it um a lot of money on that and then wall street took all those loans and bundled them up into uh into uh uh what they call collateralized debt obligations which if you watch the big short they go into where they package all this all these loans good loans and bad loans and all kinds of all kinds of different various levels of loans and they and they sell them in in bonds to uh, to big banks and foreign countries and hedge funds and all over the place. And uh, they use uh, uh, Standard & Poor's, uh, w- the rating agency, or Moody's, to rate them on the quality of it. And they would just—they were being paid by the people they were rating. And, hey, if they didn't give them AAA ratings, they didn't get the business. And so they gave them all AAA ratings so they could keep making money. And uh, then these banks and hedge funds and everybody just... Bottom out, bottom out. You know, bought these bonds, saying, "Hey, they're AAA, they're safe." And then came the big short when, uh, when uh, uh, the guy in uh, in the movie, which was a doctor Michael, sorry, I don't remember his name, um, played by Christian uh, Christian Bale, uh, starts looking into this and says, "Hey, these things are go- these things are going to fail," and they did, and the world fell apart, and uh, as a result. They took the two guys that were most responsible for creating the su- the subprime market and uh, and and uh, working for the the executives in the mortgage industry in Wall Street, and said, "Hey, you guys create a a law that fixes this problem, and it's called Dodd Frank," and uh, Trump and Steve Mnuchin and. Everybody in the in the Trump administration knows this has to get rolled back. I remember uh, Newt Gingrich actually saying saying in uh, one of the debates uh, in 2012 that the Dodd Frank law should be repealed right now. We shouldn't wait for the election. And of course, Newt Gingrich didn't win the election, nor did Mitt Romney. And uh, Barack Obama wasn't smart enough to realize that they needed to uh, repeal that because it was creating problems. I will tell you, there's there was easier ways to solve the problems. In the mortgage industry, and if you've and if you've gotten a mortgage, you'll notice that what we used to do is have you guys sign a uh, about seven or eight, ten pages, and then you start. Then at the end, you sign I don't know forty or fifty pages. Now, when you start, you sign about forty five pages, fifty pages, and when you get done, you're signing about hundred and fifty pages. And uh, and with the onslaught of of uh, technology, the uh, e signatures, and uh, half the people half the people don't read anything anyway. So, hey, you know, we made this so easy, made this so easy for everybody, easy to understand. Except for nobody understands because nobody reads it. So right now it's more and more, it's more and more uh, important that people, uh, if you if you want a loan, if you want to invest in real estate, if you want to do anything, anything financial that you talk to someone that has some common sense and they'll look out for your best interest in in this case you should call me at Wholesale Capital toll free at 855-640-2020 855-640-2020 and uh I will dial you dial you into the right the you know how everything really works not how uh not how it's been in the past where you hey just sign here sign here trust me everything's good You want to say something? Okay hey before I run out of time before we run out of time, I want to remind you that coming up February 25th, we're doing the uh, the first annual WCC Charities Gala at the Victoria Club in Riverside. It's going to be a beautiful night of uh, raising money and uh, fun and entertainment and food. Um, for everybody uh, If you are interested in uh, in getting a ticket They're $125 each We're going to have live auction, silent auction Entertainment, all kinds of fun stuff there We'd love to have you be a part of it Call 855-640-2020 And talk to Shelly, my assistant to, sign, to to buy tickets or sign up Or go to our website org Not .com, org And go on- online for that It's a red tie event So it's a dress up ladies in your red dresses and guys with your red ties and red stands for uh remembering everybody deployed we're gonna have some special guests there and we'd love to to have a chance to meet you in person out there anyway i'm all out of time for this episode of of the main event my name is ed hoffman thanks for listening and i'll be back again with you next week
0: The content in this program is not intended to be legal advice. The views
4: expressed are those of Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate, broker license number 01147747 and California Finance Lender's License number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions, MB number 096199.
1: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event here on AM590, president of Wholesale Capital and the founder of WCC Charities. I'd like to invite you to the first WCC Charities Gala and Auction this February 25th at the beautiful Victoria Club in Riverside, where we'll be raising money for wounded veterans causes that so many of us are passionate about. It's going to be a magical night out for a great cause. This is a red tie event because red stands for Remembering Everyone Deployed. Visit the events page at wcccharities.org for more information or call my assistant Shelly at 855-640-2020 to order tickets. That's 855-640-2020. Hope to see you there